You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Oh my God, don't you know who I am by now? I'm Benny Goodman. We apologize to everyone's eardrums. We literally just talked about you screaming into the mic. I, I know, that's why I did it. Have you not noticed? Like, I just 2020 you guys all again. Are you guys getting this? Is this in your vernacular? Are you walking around like in Boston going, I just 2020 that dude and dunk it? No one's doing that. But, <laughs> anyways, today we have part two of our, uh, our episode with Jason Costa, the legendary drummer of All That Remains. He's going to hate me for saying that so much. Legendary drinker. <laughs> legendary drinker. <laughs> and this is probably like the funniest, uh, or at least the most I've laughed so far in any podcast we've done. Oh, absolutely. It was uh, so, some of the ways that he described Starset, the band that I play. It was just like, <laughs> like killed me laughing. Yeah. He should be on like the roast where like he literally just sits there and just heckles at people. Cause like he is so, f- he is so maybe quick. faster, back, faster yeah. with his wit than he is with his feet, which is crazy. Cause he's really <laughs> fast with his feet. And he knows a lot about bugs and uses the word contrarian properly. So, like, I mean, if that's not, if that doesn't Smart guy. speak to his nature as a human being and also be an oxymoron as a drummer, because what drummer knows what contrarian means? The one, the only, Jason Costa. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benny Goodman, and welcome to 2020, where Siobhan thinks it's totally appropriate to suck up her alcohol uh, in, in frozen form. And uh, Best thing ever. We're Freeze looking for sponsors. Ever. Over there is uh, Corey Peza wearing the Guns N' Roses, and, and, and thankfully Still. joining us from another room in my in, in my studio. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're socially distant. Even right near the, in the cat studio. box. We got Jason Costa, <laughs> the drummer from All That Ra- Remains and Diecast, and a, a really a longtime friend of all of us here. Yes. So uh, it's with very that strange. Said, it's very strange when you introduce me like that because uh, I don't really know you guys like like that. It's, you know, I know you as you know as from just regular you know whatever. Fucking just like regular go, go people. Drinking, just going and drinking at a bar. Not We're that not people that aren't in bands aren't regular people. It's, it's, <laughs> I didn't want to get caught up in that. <laughs> like, you know. Corey and I are going to Wikipedia and putting like we are friends with Jason Costa. It's yeah. very strange. Yeah. You can talk about Jason. How how did we meet? <laughs> One of my favorite bands ever to go watch play is Backstage Pass. <laughs> That's so true, dude. You are so devoted. That is to like that my band. favorite fucking live band to go Let's see play. See yeah, I'm not even joking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm so, I, so I bummed out that I that I missed you guys the last time you played. But uh, did Adam play with you guys the last time? Uh, no, I don't, he couldn't make it up. I don't really? think. Yeah, yeah. The, the, we were supposed to. He's too busy making yeah. millions of dollars being a plastic surgeon, yeah. doing no. something uh, with his he, life. No, no. I told him to go down to Brazil and make boobs, and he didn't do it. He <laughs> yeah, didn't so do it. He's slight, slight, a, yeah, slight he's, backstory. He's like, doing, he's, he's like doing heart <laughs> surgery or something now, stupid. Yeah, yeah. vascular surgeon. Oh, yeah, well, I'm nerd. pretty sure he's also nerd. married to like a hyper genius that's also making crazy money. And I'm pretty sure that at his wedding, they gave him like a million dollar dowry or some kind of crazy shit. <laughs> that, that was thing, like all like straight. That yeah. thing weighed as much as a car. <laughs> Around his <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a friend of ours who's in a band called Backstage Pass that I'm also okay. in, which is okay. a very, very uh, super weird band that dresses up funny and plays 80s hair metal. 
That's uh, not weird. You guys are awesome. No, that sounds <laughs> so awesome. Good. I was like, you so, can't say dressing up and playing 80s hair metal is weird because I play in a band with men who wear spandex and space helmets. So. <laughs> and they yeah. take themselves seriously. Yeah, and yeah. they take themselves yeah. seriously. Yeah. Yes, yeah. not true. No, so so that's that's one of the, the reasons, you know, and that's that's how I got to know Jason. It, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember you playing. Guys, and you're not giving yourself enough credit, by the way. You guys are all fantastic musicians. Matt Thank has you. got a ridiculous voice. Yeah, our singer. Yeah, he's you're crazy. Fucking that's awesome. awesome. Adam is one of the best guitarists. Adam's fantastic at guitar, as much as it swells his head up even more. To talk about it, but he's uh, fucking—he is—he's fucking awesome. He really, I wanted him to try out for all that remains. I'm not even joking. But yeah, yeah. I don't know if he'd look the part. That Jason he Richardson would look like guy. a doctor. He would look like a doctor on stage when he played. Yeah, he looks so, like so, uh, Brendan Fraser as a doctor, play, ripping on guitar, right? Yeah, <laughs> a quick. I'm sure he'd love to hear the Brendan he Fraser. He hates comment. that, but you know what? He looks just like him. He looks just like him. He does look like Brendan Fraser, dude. He does. So one of the funnier stories and one of the first times that I got to hang out with you at your gig instead of you coming to my gig, which is hilarious to think about. Um, we got, we went down to, to Pawtucket, uh, I think, or somewhere around there. You guys are playing FET, I think. Oh my God, like the, that show. It was like someone That's threw it on random. the end tour. It, yeah. was the, it was the weirdest show ever. It so. was just tacked on at the end of the tour. It was like one of those, like the last drive of the tour was from like, yeah. you know, fucking Zimbabwe. <laughs> so, you know, you're trying to pay for the ga gas money for the bus, you know, and you yeah, yeah. just book show. So that was a very last minute. Crazy. And I don't think they I don't think they told anyone like it was the weirdest no, show ever. It was very so we, strange. We, yeah. we go there and uh, we went on the bus. And we're hanging out with the band. Everyone's super cool. Adam's there. Adam is always, the, you know, the life of the party. Somehow he just managed to like, like intertwining with everyone. But at some point it came up that it would be funny if Adam put on women's spandex Oh yeah, yeah. Ran, ran on the stage and stood behind Ollie while he was playing a solo. Thought about that. In the middle of the show, uh, Adam, a, a distinguished medical doctor at this point, <laughs> really good doctor, put on, put on, put on uh, women's spandex with kitty cats on them. Yeah, perfect. Uh, kitty cats with upside down crosses. Yeah. Yes, yeah, upside down crosses. Ran out on the stage and stood behind Ollie. Ollie had no idea. He's just doing his Ollie thing in the front of the stage. And then as he walked around, Adam followed him. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't see him the whole time. He, he saw him and didn't know what to do, so he just ignored him. <laughs> what a consummate professional. Everywhere he went, he was just following around. with And Adam, uh, for anyone who's seen Backstage Pass, which is no one that's watching this podcast, uh, is, not a, is not afraid to wear spandex and... and uh, own it and, and present, own it. yeah he owns it and make sure it. that every he makes sure every nook and cranny is like visible. axel rose style <laughs> yeah all the, all the bits and parts yeah well, if anything so, happens to our band we've got a stand in apparently yeah. a moose knuckle. <laughs> yes so uh, yeah he continued to follow ollie around for for like, i think an entire song and then tried to crowd surf but if i remember correctly the uh the crowd was not willing to catch him and uh, it didn't go well. I think he just kind of casually got off stage and it was never spoken about again. <laughs> like, they have no idea how good of a guitar player he actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah Adam, yeah. He's, 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 he's fucking, fucking incredible. He's, he's great. And you know, it's, it was always nice too because Jason, no matter what you were doing, no matter how big your band was, you were always supporting local music. You'd come mm. see Corey and I. Um, you know, and, and all our little bands, oh, yeah. our little shit bands <laughs> that we con you into and you'd be sitting in the back there just fucking tricking. Like, I go to, I go to random shows by myself. This. 
I go That's to awesome. I, I go to random shows by myself in Boston. I'm not even joking. Like no, I'll does. find out like where like a like a death metal show or even like a black metal show. Bands I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. And I'll just I'll just go chill out for like an hour or two, like or you know, for until I'm getting I'm like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't drink more and drive home. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> I'll like go and buy a couple shirts from the bands and stuff and then and nice. then take off. Yeah, oh yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that's, and I never really, it's funny rare. because when I go, I always feel like I'm going to meet people or whatever, and I never do. I just end up at the bar by myself being the creepy, oh. weird dude, <laughs> drinking beer until I'm getting a little drunk, and then I go home. <laughs> I, I, I think I think it was Rachel that told me that, like, you, you'll go to, even at your own shows sometimes, you'll go to the back of the bar, and if yeah. you, take your, you take your bandana off, everyone just walks by you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was when I was no wearing the bandana all the time. Yeah, yeah, I actually haven't worn the bandana in, a few, in like two, three years yeah. now, but that's what was happening back then. Like, I'd play with the bandana on, and then I could take it off, and no one would know. It yeah, was great. We, we, were at, we were at the Palladium Cog- one incognito. time. We were at the Palladium, and we were hanging out backstage. Like, hey, let's go out, you know, check out the, the, you know, the band before, before you guys went on. And we walked out to the bar. We're in the masses. We're doing shots. We're hanging out. And I think Ben was there, too, and, and everyone is just walking by. And like, oh yeah, they're all wearing like all the Phil, remaining shirts. Yeah, if like Phil or Mike or Ollie walk, they just get mobbed. I'm just standing there, and I, I took my black rag off my head. So, you know. so funny. <laughs> That's like all of us when we're not in costume because I, I go out into oh, yeah. like Gen Pop all the time. You know, like run back to like I don't know, grab the merch girl, whatever. Yeah, and you then, dropped it. So. <laughs> you dropped it. The Gen, Gen Pop. Gen, I wasn't trying to make Gen it sound Pop. derogatory, but what else <laughs> no, would I, I say out into like what? the not back. Don't take anything area. I say serious. I'm just busting balls. No, but it, I mean, that happens to me. They're like, well, this blonde girl maybe looks familiar, but we don't know who she is. And I'm like, good. <laughs> <Doesn't Yeah. matter. laughs> yeah. But the thing is that you look like you could be a lot of different people, Siobhan to a lot of different people. Like who? That's exactly the problem. <laughs> well, that's okay. a, well, that's a, actually for, you know, for a girl. Cause I know cause we, we had genie in the band for a long time for a girl. It's, it's, maybe even better that they don't really know who you are. Probably. I mean, you get guys that are drinking and they see you up on stage and, you know, you know, guys are, you oh, know, yeah. it, can be, it can be crazy. So yeah, it's probably good that you can do that. And cause Jeannie, Jeannie used to get mobbed. No joke. Really? J- Jason, I'm curious. What are the, uh, the fans that come up to you? Are there all the remains fans or do you get a lot of drummer fans? Like, do you have the guys, dude, that paradiddle you did in like the middle of that film? I get both. But when I get someone like that, I don't mind talking about, you know, drums and stuff like that. But if they start getting a little too much, I derail it. I go straight yeah. to the, yo, let's get some fucking shots. That's it. <laughs> I'll, get that, I'll get that motherfucker hammered. You won't even be able to talk about anything. <laughs> we sit by the end of the bar. Like, so that's so that's how I ended up drunk so many times. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're the worst. Like, just drink this yeah. whole scorpion bowl. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. We gotta talk about this over as here. As soon as as soon as yeah. Ben starts asking questions, you as soon as Benny record? comes around, I go right into right into the melt program. I just gotta melt him. <laughs> wish that more people would ask me about violin stuff but literally just today somebody commented on like some video i posted and they said what brand of cello do you use yeah so that's literally what i'm dealing with like first of all there aren't brands know, you know? there are makers and that's yeah. at least you play not as I lay dying you're, you're totally appealing to a new crowd which i think is really cool no i mean uh, it's great like i'm not like i can't blame people for well i can blame people for not knowing but anyway whatever <laughs> that aside i wish that i would get nerdy violin questions but i never well, i guarantee you if if you play something of Jason Richardson, he'll probably yes. ask you something nerdy because yeah, he's the ultimate. Like Ollie was like, 
there's another nerd that's as crazy as me. Yeah, well, no, that's why Ali and I got no, along is because we did talk about actually, technique actually, stuff, and that was cool. You really should play some Jason, some uh, Jason Richardson song. He's, he's well, got I'm a, telling you, that, he's got a serious. zillion. He's got a zillion of his own. I think he probably might have more fans than the fucking band does on social media. <laughs> I'm not I'll joking. Watch some of his stuff because that would be awesome. I want to learn about like guitar technique and like all the like cool things that guitar players You're do. Gonna, you, should, like, you, so should, like, you should like bring up hose down like right now on the screen. That's the song reaction. Oh yeah, if you want, if you want to do the song, you want to do it the right way. Pull it up. Go do hose down for real. It is. Yeah, no, yeah, pull it up right now. Like, let's let's, let's watch your reaction. I'm curious. Wait, watch wait, wait. YouTube. Okay, you know I know YouTube, but okay, so like, what? <laughs> what do I look Richardson. up? Jason okay. Richardson. Hose down. Hose down. Hose down. Like H O S. It'll come up. It'll come yeah. up. H O S. Okay. Yeah. Oh, H O S. Like, like. Oh. Yeah, because the middle, the middle of the song, it's like a hoe down. He does the hose. most ridiculous solo. He said it's a, one of the hardest things you've ever played. Star set. The drummer okay, that plays says, on Star Set's new oh, record. Okay. Luke it says, Holland. yeah, uh, Jason Richardson. Right. He plays on her album. Uh, he plays on Star Set's Luke, record. Luke is ridiculous. Like, the record yeah. that she's on. That when Jason got- joined the band, I looked at him. I was like, dude, he came in with like hanging out after a couple of rehearsals. I'm like, you realize I'm not Luke though, right? Like, just want to make sure. <laughs> like, that kid is, he's a Jason Richardson on drums. Like, you gotta, wa- is, you gotta wait, watch this. Why does it say I dislike this video? I don't dislike this video. <laughs> What'd you do? Jason's going to know because he's going to watch this. He's going to be like, why do I have a dislike? I, everyone loves my music. Oh, I've wow, never seen see- Luke Holland before. I didn't oh, think see- Luke Holland he plays on your own record. Okay. That's the funny I know part. he plays on the record. I'm saying I've never seen it. Okay, well, we got to watch her reaction. I can't hear it because you're screaming. <laughs> That's insane. Like Wait, what? So you get the middle part is crazy. Oh, I know God. because Brock is like every day talking about how insane some of this guitar stuff is, and that looks just unreal. Well, that's who's in All That Remains that replaced our friend Ollie. And I don't mean replaced, but he's the guy that's taking over yeah, for our dear mean. friend Ollie. Yeah, yeah. He looks so. How old is he? He's so young, right? I don't know, he look, twelve. He looks like he's five. <laughs> Might as well. I mean, no, but like he and Luke I'm, in I'm this video, kid. they literally look so at like this they're point, like, everyone like, else is twelve. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, no. That's. I'm gonna watch this whole thing. That's the middle part of that song. That's the. That's the part that is just mind blowingly ridiculous. Yeah. Go to the middle. Let's see. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm you should just go to the middle right now. now and actually kind of hold it to the microphone a little bit so everyone else can hear it a little bit too. Okay. Guess if he's gonna sue us, he'll know. Can you guys hear it? It's when he, it's... <laughs> That's not even it. Oh, okay. Now they're in their hoedown stuff. That's not even it. Here it is. Coming up, I think. He plays fiddle. Dude, you gotta do it with him. That's your next cover. That's your next you cover go. right there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so this, so this is his thing. He wrote this. Oh yes. yeah. Wow. He's yeah. insane. I think he's working on a new album right now too. That's amazing. I mean, the internet, like, it's crazy. Just like the whole YouTube generation. Like, people, yeah. like, if you're really good, you can get people to notice it i you mean can, that's, yeah. that's amazing yeah. i mean that's more power to them that's amazing yeah at this point it's like it's it's crazy at this point though because the, the the skill level is so up there now if you're yeah. trying to do it on skill it's 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 unbelievably 
some of these kids that are people that are out there playing, not even just kids, just people right. that are playing are just unreal. Un- yeah. So good. So good. That's great though. I mean, to have yeah, even access it. to it's seeing inspiring. those things, you know, like it. Yeah. I know. Can you imagine you for like, an education? Yeah. Can you imagine? Cause we were talking about earlier, like, you know, Corey and, and you and, and, and I, like we used to practice so hard mm-hmm. and I had, I had a teacher and I had, I took lessons from every week and everything. And I used to practice. If I, if, I had ac- if I had access to because the internet wasn't around, you know. Right. Yeah. I, I I barely had a fucking pager back then. <laughs> beep beep beep. Nine one one. Oh, it's right. on again. It's not yeah. an emergency, John. I'll be at the party tonight. What the fuck? You know, like, you know, you remember that? You know. So, <laughs> you know, if we had access to, you know, that would have been so amazing. You'd be so much better. Where you yeah. can go now well, and, and look. You know. It's funny you say that because I my mom loves to tell this story of like you know because obviously I was born in this country like I'm American but you know I get used to the level of like classical music playing in America and for the first time when I was 18 I went to the Czech Republic and I did this like music festival that was all like classical violinists. And my mom tells this story of like how I called her and I was like crying. I was like, I'm literally the worst one here. Everyone here is so good. <laughs> and, but that's the thing is like, obviously that was bef- kind of before YouTube, like just shortly before people started uploading videos and stuff. But like just that experience of being exposed to like even a different country worth of like classical hmm. violinists and how they play and like the level they were at. Like I totally started practicing in a completely different way after that. Yeah, Cause I yeah, was like, right? wow, this is really how good some people in the world are, yep. you know? And it's just exposure. You know, that's sometimes all you need. And I'm curious yeah. to hear, actually, uh, as someone who's been in the industry, like you've you've seen it all. You've been you've done that touring from the, the, the band that, that breaks down. Well, you've been at least from the, the range of the bus that breaks down every five minutes to, <laughs> oh, yeah, to yeah. being to being in all their mains, which is an amazing band. That, that's, sure. that's, that's and buses still impact. let me tell you, buses still, still break down down all the time. Oh, for sure. They definitely it doesn't do. matter what band you're in. Right. You could it, they definitely you know, sell do. 10 million albums a year. And your yeah. bus is still going to fucking break down. Sometimes. That's true. Yeah. It's but at least someone strong. someone comes to fix it. If you're in all their mains, I hope. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so what? As far There's as like tweets the, about uh, it, and someone comes. Yeah. The uh, as far as like, what's the biggest shift you've seen as a touring musician, as as you know, a recording artist? Has there been like a I don't know, like a very big shift that you've seen, or has it been more of a gradual shift in the sense of how the business works and how being in a band is is perceived and how your lifestyle goes? Uh, I don't know, like. You make less money on like album sales and things like that, of course, because people downloading things are free. But now, like if you're very, you know, if you're of an entrepreneur uh, mindset, you can make a lot of money doing things like what you guys are doing, podcasts and things we like can? Jason, Rich- Jason, Jason Richardson. <laughs> We're still waiting you know, for a sponsor. Like, you no, know, like things like things like you know, it depends on like your viewers and things and like viewers. yeah. I mean, dude, sponsor dude. us. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, dudes are playing Worlds of Warcraft online and making a million dollars. We were talking right. about that. We had day. this exact conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's a video right. game. my brother. My brother. So, yeah, I mean, so that's how it's changing. But I mean, you know, you can still make like. I feel like if you're a band that you're getting like like so our our band our videos some of them will get 20 million downloads, but we're not selling 20 million albums. Mm-hmm. So like, technically, you know, if you put if you equate that to you know. 20 years ago, whatever we should, all be mil- we should all be millionaires. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but we're not, you know, we make a decent living. It's like uh, a good business. Good. We're working for a good business. We get the corner office with the window, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's what it is now for bands at that echelon, but there are still like bigger echelons that are around like five finger death punch. Those guys make tons of money, you know, mm-hmm. and it just, I, yeah. I feel like it's maybe it's harder, I guess, to move echelons. 
Like to sure. go from yeah. the band in the van to the band in the bus and then mm-hmm. the band in the bus to the band with, you know, the buses and the trailers to bring your stage show with you. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like I feel like set. it's almost harder to do that. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you yeah. right now. I mean, right now that, that type of, and for the last like bunch of years, that type of music where you have a, this imagery, you know, uh, in this moment and all those bands, stuff like that, they're doing really well. It's a thing. It's like it's a it's a thing right now. It's, well, and, according and, to yeah. Forbes, and, and, it's two and, and, billion things. Yeah. And and you 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 also have to be good at it. Like they're not just shitty bands that are you know putting yeah. on makeup and getting big. I mean, otherwise there'd be a million huge bands out there that do it. You know, they're they're good bands still, but but they are doing the image thing and doing it in such a way where you know people like it. Like it's less cheesy than you know mm-hmm. than, yeah, yeah. Than, than than it could be. You know, yeah, you absolutely. Well, with stars, so a lot the of right it way is to just... do it, and there's the wrong way to do it. You know, so right. Well, with Star Set, it's like the backstory and the fact that there's so many like side things. You know, I mean, there's like the sci-fi novel, and then there's the whole narrative. I think and when I first the saw them, they were doing the sci-fi thing, and I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is Ghostbusters doing on stage? They have this, their metal oh, that's, jackets." That's, and stuff, no, no, and I'm no, like, no. That is so nice is compared to what? Okay, when we we played at Sturgis, and no, for anyone the, who doesn't know, like, they, I didn't. It was before I heard them. I just saw them yeah. set up. No, like, I know. I never, no, listen. And I remember like our manager like was managing them or something. I'm like. And he, well, we like, were on the same label band. for a while because you guys were on Razor and Tie, and we were on Razor and Tie like for Steve, a while. Steve Hutton, you guys? Oh yeah, of course, Steve yeah. Hutton. Yeah. And I, I saw them setting up at a festival for the very first time, and you guys had those. Like the, it, was like, it was the jump, the the the, the mirror jumpsuits on or whatever. I'm like, the fuck. Because he didn't tell me that. that. He just said, oh, this band, you got to go check this band out. Because he probably knew I was going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, that's what like a lot of people say. But but it's funny. I don't remember what podcast we were talking about this. But like, you know, when you're opening for a band that's like completely different from you. So you mentioned Five Finger Death Punch. Somehow we ended up on a tour where they were headlining and we were like opening. And the number of times they got called Space Faggots and like Space Faggots doing in the Space I wasn't yeah. going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. I've heard that name. But the thing is, I think the music's good. The band's good. You know, everything's But usually you know, directed at Star Set, right? Just not. Or, or Five Finger Death Punch, I guess. No, no, it was directed at us. But uh, I mean, let me of course, you, it's every a totally... band gets shit on. Yeah, because, no, I mean, it's just, you know. Everyone can just hide behind a computer and be an asshole. So, right, course, exactly. You know, exactly. No, Everybody but, gets I mean, shit on. It doesn't matter who they the, are. The important thing is that it's, it's backed up. I had the same reaction. You know, we went to see, you know, we were friends with Siobhan and when she was recording with us, I didn't know anything about Star Set. And then yeah. we, she invited us out. We went to see them. You guys played the Palladium. And Not that was really the first drunk. time I, I, I saw, yeah, we get shit faced. I saw, I saw, I saw Brock donning the uh, spacesuit and like, the hockey pad look. I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, right, like, yeah. We were, we were having drinks at the bar across the street beforehand. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like so pumped for this show. I'm like, I do not know what to expect. And then I remember we were sitting side stage and you guys had like trivia before you guys went on stage. Um, and and there was literally like it, on the on the big like LED screens was like yeah. trivia questions and answers. And and Dustin was sitting there and he's, he's watching and he's watching that come up and he's watching the crowd and the crowd fucking loved it. It was like mm-hmm. I don't I forget the topics that it was, but he's yeah. like looking at the crowd and he's watching two thousand people in unison go like ah like that and he's like yes he's like that was a great yep. idea he's yeah. got a good he's there, got I'm great like, vision I'm watching yeah he I'm does watching, I'm like this this dude's like his mar- his marketing and, and his branding and his yeah his he's image, got great vision it's mm-hmm. phenom- and then Brock walked out in the in the spacesuit and we were drunk and I think I was just <laughs> I, I think I started dying laughing. Yeah. dying laughing and yeah. i hope that wasn't taken the wrong way and then you no, guys walked no, on stage you guys walked on stage and murdered it and the crowd i've never seen a crowd so engaged 
You guys are tight as, as a band, mm-hmm. super heavy, but accessible. It's like, it's such a, um, a perfect concoction that, that, that you guys have. And afterwards, oh, at, at, at no point was I like going home, like, huh, that was a weird, like spacey bullshit. The I was only, like, yeah. The only yeah, that's the what you think it's gonna be at first. Yeah. Siobhan was is that you guys are really lacking a live keyboard slash DJ <laughs> uh, with the same haircut as all the other guys in the band. Um, you just have like to send out a bunch of subliminal missing. hints. But but other than that, I I agree with Corey. I remember thinking to myself, "What the fuck is this space shit?" And then watching two thousand people go, "This is what the fuck the space shit is." And when yeah. we went when it's, we went and saw wild, you guys yeah. in the paradise, I say this story. I don't know if I said this on any of the podcasts, but like I I was shooting a video or whatever and i was like talking to some i don't know if it was Corey or somebody um and the person next to me was like how dare you talk <laughs> during this proclamation whatever whatever you guys call your shows you're like witnessing your event and like and they were like offended i'm like i know these people and they're like we know these people too they're from space <laughs> they're star set i'm like oh my god are we larping right now like is this is like is ashton kutcher gonna come out like and they were serious, dude. But that was everybody. It's like the only yeah. show I've ever been to where people are as into the band, wearing their their clothing into it is Iron Maiden. Not even Metallica. Iron <laughs> oh, Maiden. Oh no, there's there's a lot of bands out there. Like the, like like so you guys didn't sound you guys didn't sound anything like I thought you were gonna sound like. The same thing <laughs> happened to me the first time I went to go see Ghost. Oh man! Okay, Ghost, I was Ghost again. Awesome. I, again, I was playing at a festival, and I'm like, okay. I keep hearing about this band Ghost. I never heard them before, but they they're gonna be. I bet you they're gonna be a wicked good de- like black metal band. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I, I go over because of the way they're dressed up, and I'm in Europe, right? So I go yeah. and see them mm-hmm. play at this. They're playing. This is like when they first sort of came out. They play one of the sort of side stages, but it was jammed with people. Uh, and so I go over there, check them out, and they started playing. I'm like, wait, what? It was like new age, like new age Duran Duran. Like, yeah. what the f- dude, dude, like this is like devil worshiping in excess. What the can fuck I? Can I tell happening? you? Like, so, but it was good though. I like they do it was they, really good. Yeah, no. they do. They they do a good job at what but they. No, but do. And that's think, the thing. You, yeah, that's it, the thing. But you think it's, it's metal though because it's it's such so deceiving. So I went and They're saw on them a lot at, of metal tours. At, that's why. On a Lollapalooza. So listen, I saw them at Lollapalooza the same year. Uh, as Black Sabbath, whatever, or, or maybe it was the year before. I went to Lollapalooza a bunch of years in a row in Chicago. And this was before they ever played anything big in, in Chicago. I got to give it to Perry Farrell. At one point, he did discover bands. And Ghost was one of those bands. And oh, did the, he? The, I didn't know the, that. The, the Chicago um, newspaper always would have bands to watch on the different stages. And they would do like a little blurb on them. And there's all these boring indie bands, like, you know, we're the lawnmowers, we're fucking, you know, the pinks, Malaysian salt. And then there's Ghost. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm interested, Ghost. And then like, I saw the, the guy, is like Pope, whatever his name is, with the, with the thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm interested. And, th- and then they wrote like, this band is gonna bring back, and they said metal, like in the thing. Yeah, you're, thinking, to, you're thinking Demo Borg gear. You're thinking Demo yeah, Borg right? gear. Yeah. So you're thinking yeah. like black metal, like double bass, yeah. crazy shit. You walk over and it's like they're covering Men at Work. And yeah. it sounds yeah. good. Yeah. And it's like, it's metal. I love I love Men at Work, by the way. Yeah, no, it is. But, but this or Tower of Power, if it was metal. Yeah. But like, Tower you're power. not expecting, you're not expecting, I was expecting Demo Borg gear. And instead yeah, yeah. we got Duran Duran. Yeah, one of our other uh, repeat podcast guests is Richard Shaw from Cradle of Filth. Oh my and, God. Uh, he did, he has like a series he's doing online, which is underrated riffs. 
mm-hmm. uh, or cool. whatever. And and he did a he did a ghost riff. And and I think that he picked out the perfect one because they have some pretty badass like groove metal riffs. Like if, sure. if I noticed that when I when I saw them, it was at a festival. I don't know if it was like it was like a warp tour style festival at uh, at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield. And I just happened to catch them because they had masks on. You know, you're walking by, there's a ton of bands playing. You're like, what the hell's going on over here? And I happened to walk in and they were playing, not Pantera, but Pantera feel like tempo riff. And I remember like it caught me out of all the bands you could hear out of the corner of your ears. I walked towards them because I heard this like groove metal, like just like that straight like backbeat. I was surprised because I actually heard the all the negative ghost shit. You, you want to know what's surprising? Uh, I think bands that dress up, they immediately get a bunch I don't of know, shit. I don't even know if they're what great. Jason, I don't know what Jason thinks about this, but you know what band surprisingly is like that as well? Nickelback. <laughs> oh, I, I think like Nickelback, Nickelback is awesome, actually. No, I love Nickelback. I, I never off, understand the hatred for, no, for well, Nickelback. So, so, so first off, I, I met Chad they're Kroger amazing musicians. When, when, yeah. when, when they came and to like the Halloween bash. Ridiculous. Well, yeah. Immaculate production. Well, well, they yeah. came to the WAF yeah. Halloween bash like 20 years ago with Three Doors Down. Chad Kroger had just gotten his like first PRS sent to him. Every album sounds like it. the Black Album. And they were super nice. <laughs> yes. And they the all loved Slayer and Metallica. And like they came out as Druids and like they got me drunk. I was like 17 going to fucking Northeastern. And like they gave me their Druid outfit and they got me hived with the record label guy from Roadrunner Records because they were on the same label as Slipknot. So at one point they wore like a pretty rocking band. Was, do you remember the Roadrunner guy's name? Oh, dude, he was like this Armenian dude or something like that. He was like this big dude. Like, it, it, oh. it, he showed sorry, up. Sorry. But yeah, the point was is that they were super nice and they actually kept in touch by email for months afterwards. Um, Chad and his brother, who's the bass player, I can't even remember his name. Of course, they sold like a million records. They don't remember me. But um, they were so nice and their records all sound incredible. And finally, you know, people shit on them so much. But I saw them live a, a few times. And like their guitar player came out and he did this like Zach Wild eight minute guitar solo. Dude, and then they went and played Walk by Pantera. And it was fucking, I mean, I've seen tons of bands cover Walk by Pantera. And this was a good cover of Walk mm. by Pantera. And, I, and, and even Devin Townsend is like from the same town in um, it, uh, C- Canada, wherever the fuck they're from. And he, he thinks that it's genius because everyone thinks that Devin Townsend's like, you know, the modern Frank Zappa. But he's like, I can't write a fucking hit. Meanwhile, his boy Chad Kroger's driving around his Maybach going, hey, come on over. And there, if, if Devin Townsend from Strapping Young Lad is cool with this dude, I'm cool with him. Dude. I got no, no I problem. What it is is there's bands that get so popular that the industry takes them and shoves them in your face with like two songs. Yeah, you get fatigued. And so, so, yeah, and you get She's fatigued, and then it, and then it becomes cool. It becomes cool, or or at least there's so many contrarians in the world that it becomes like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you have to you have to go. Oh, I've heard this song 18 times. This band's terrible, and yeah. it's that's that's all it is. And it's like, well, clearly that's. You know your whole such perspective a, on the such world. Such a good is, word, contrarians. Yeah, yeah. they're so, and they're, they're the loudest too. They're the yes, loudest exactly. people. Yeah, yeah. Listen, they're the thorax. obviously, obviously, people don't hate Nickelback. Go to, an arena, go to go to an arena and watch them play a like show in front of seventy thousand people. So it's just people that that whine and uh, I heard the song. Haters. Yeah, I heard the song a lot. I heard their pop song a lot. Yeah. You know, and that's it's like all the remains kind of sometimes get the same shit. Oh, it's we like, get oh, shit. You guys, you guys had a great song that got radio play. You assholes! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't listen to anything else you did. 
But uh, I assume like, that I feel like lately that's backing off a little bit, which is which is nice. But I get it. Nice. You know, people who like the heavy stuff, they only want to hear the heavy stuff. But you know, I like I like when Phil gets on stage. Not goes, everyone. This song, this, this song is for your girlfriends. And he yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Wait, Phil Phil has a lot of fun with it. You know, Phil has a lot of fun with the different with the different songs. You know, we wouldn't write we wouldn't play those songs. If we didn't like them. You know. Yeah. No. But the thing is, you guys have your records have dynamics. You yeah. have you'll start a record off punching the, the audience in the face. And then at some point someone can sing along and that's not a, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that's true. And it goes back to like, even the earlier, the earlier albums, there's always these breaks and things in them that were soft. And, you know, Phil, Phil sang, he didn't just always scream all the right. time. You know, people, they hear the fall of ideals and they're, they're, that's the ones they always bring up. And they've, you know, I think they forget all the singing parts in the fall of ideals, millions of singing parts everywhere. You know, just because that was like, because it was like so, you know, I was back in the day now and, and, you know, they just remember that's the first time they got laid. They were 15. They were, you know, they were, they were, they were in the back of some car at some beach or whatever. And they heard, you know, that, that album, that, that tape was playing in the tape player. And they listen to that one song. And that's the thing is like those fans that say that it's like, are you really a fan? Did you listen to all the other songs or did you just know all the remains and did you associate them with this one song? And now it's 20 20 years later. They don't like the straight up ballads or whatever, Eh, whatever. It should happen. Bands get shit for everything. You can't Mm -hmm. do anything and be, I mean, there are certain bands that can do whatever the fuck they want, which is hilarious to me. There's always these bands. I'm always like, that band's like one of those sweetheart bands that can just yeah. get away with everything. Metallica. And I can't. No, Metallica can't. No, Metallica's you know, been getting shit just, since the 90s. Yeah, no, but at the end of the day, listen, you know? Metallica can come out with anything and it's still going to sell and people are still going to do it and people are still going to tune in way yeah. more than anything. Like if Metallica come like out the with a B-side. Band, you know? the, yeah, but what I'm saying is that they've been rewarded. They're, like, they're a perfect example of America. We reward people for mediocrity. They over like compress the shit out of Death Magnetic, which had the potential of being a very good record. Instead, yeah. they're like, let's just fuck it. And and it still goes platinum because people are still like, Metallica! Yeah, of course. We're rewarding them for mediocrity. Yeah. Load and reload, they're, they're mediocre. Not or in just, sound quality. Or just, it was completely correct. Or and, just and, supporting them because they provided you with thousands of hours of entertainment. So cool, you yeah, still support well, them. It's okay. like everything in life. There's there's the extremes. There's the extremes, and there's the middle. And and with Metallica, are there three sides to every story, Corey? Absolutely, like extreme. Um, <laughs> but the uh, yeah, you got to imagine. There's people that that hate shit. People that love shit. And then there's everyone else. And that's most people. And yeah, yeah. You know, I have a lot of friends. I love and those Metallica. people are quiet. The majority yeah, are, are quiet. They they're You're like, not going to go on the internet and wanna... try to and tell you to die in a van flip fire. Yeah. What they do, what they do, is buy the record, and that's why Metallica can yeah. survive because their fan base is intact. There's just very vocal assholes on. Yeah, each they're end su- that, surviving. Yeah, they're doing okay. <laughs> they're doing all right. <laughs> Kirk Cameron's like, "Do I sell my Hawaiian third beach house?" Yeah, right. Damn it, Benny, you have the fluffiest cat ever. Yes. <laughs> do you have Lucille? Yeah, Lucille. Lucille is the fluffiest be care- cat Be careful, ever. though. Don't touch, her, don't touch her bump. She might go squirrely. Usually it's not the first thing I do when I see a, a, an animal. I'm just saying it's, it's like, cool. What's the name of this cat? Can I stick my finger in its butt? Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's me. I need at least 20 more beers. <laughs> I think those can be provided. By the way, can I've we got talk like about our sponsor, Han? Lost Symphony? Because uh, the thing that people don't realize is that without Jason, there would, there would be <laughs> no, 
there would be no Lost Symphony. Um, Jason mm. was the guy that gave us, uh, first off, uh, the credibility to, to, um, yeah, to Conrad and, and Kelly. Yeah, you you would have still done it. You guys are great, and your vision is but good. But you brought us Ollie. And I got to tell you that yeah. Ollie was the first guy that really said, hey, man, I know, I know people. I could do stuff. And, like, we, we were just in a basement doing shit. And he was I think like, you guys I'm going on a cruise with, you know with a million Nelson people. and Bumblefoot. And, yeah. yeah, but it always amazes me how many people you, like, you know. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah I was backstage chilling with Busta Rhymes smoking fucking pot. I'm like, what? <laughs> For, and then I'm like, Betty, no. when yeah. I first met you, I was like, kid's fucking full of shit. Yeah, and I then get that a lot. Nine wow. million pictures on Facebook of you just chilling in someone's background, like back. Hold on, my, you know, favorite, my bus, favorite comment like, ever. All these famous musicians and shit. My it's favorite like, comment ever. People question me all the time because, listen, I understand. Sometimes if I'm like too over the top, which I, I'm like a little manic, so I get it. So people are like, that guy's <laughs> totally full of shit. Or like he's really cool, yeah, I just, and, no. and and I have a picture with with Fred Durst, and this guy wrote underneath it like, "Hey, who's that old looking Fred Durst guy with Benny?" I'm like, "It's old looking Fred Durst." <laughs> Fred actually looks terrible in that picture. I'm sorry, Fred. Um, he probably looks better now. Uh, but literally, yeah. I mean, it, I've been one of those guys. Yeah, you would you would have got it done. You know, from dealing meth. I mean, you you know everyone. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> It's true. Whatever gets a job done. No, no one can deny <laughs> Ben's Ben's ability to infect. Actually, one of my favorite things. People. Cor- you Corey, you epitomize social butterfly. Corey, Corey doesn't really <laughs> give me credit almost ever. But one Never. time we were in our buddy, uh, and we're trying to get Ernie Bach on the program. We were in Ernie Bach's. I uh, can't believe house. Ernie Bach is a thing here. This is hilarious. Because <laughs> every Ernie. time I hear Ernie Bach Jr. <laughs> Ernie's the man, yeah. dude. Ernie Ernie's a every rock star in his own right. About, and then his his uh, his son is a really good drummer. His son's Alex, an amazing yeah. drummer. Yeah, Alex yeah. is a great drummer. Yeah. Um, nice, he, nice kid, too. He's, he's a great kid. He's tall as fuck, right? He's, he's like six yes, foot 18. He's, yeah, he's, he's super tall, yeah. He's super tall. Fuck. Tall. <laughs> tall guys make good drummers. But we were, in, we, were in Ernie's, we were in Ernie's like, pool house. He has like, like a Roman Greco pool. And we were with the band Steel Panther. And Corey <laughs> was a little bit wasted. And we we're all hanging out. We were, and, we were with Steel Panther, so yeah. I yeah, was, yeah. Uh, I mean, which is which is obviously like when in Rome. It's always hilarious to me um, when you get drunk, Corey. It's but, fucking but funny. Cor- fuck. Corey is not. He's listen. I the thing I like about Corey is he always lets me know where I stand. So most of the time it's like we gotta redo the track. But Corey's he, he, usually the fist of reality. So right. him drunk is so really he funny. Me, he pulls me in the bathroom. He goes, dude. You know what? I give you a lot of shit, but like whatever it is about like the social thing, like getting people to to like like yeah. you or whatever it is, you're good at that. You you're yeah. good. Gladstone, like, Gladstone wrote a book about uh, people and what they do and stuff. And I forget you have a title. I forget, like I don't know, maybe bag. no, like the mate, <laughs> like you're like the Maven or something like that. I don't know. I can't. The Maven. I don't. I wish I retained like a card. Uh, like yeah, a tarot that's card. The, like no, a no, so that's from playing type. Magic, Magic the Gathering. No, um, yeah, I think it's <laughs> a personality tap type. Manna. Well, I don't yeah, you're tap like, any women. You're like one of the personality types that gets out there and you meet people and. That's like your thing. Like that's how you make your waves through life and stuff like that. It's like your life path. And uh, I think I can't remember which book it is. Like that wrote, but but yeah, yeah, basically. But he has a name for everything, you know. So I I I, I like his books. I just don't remember. I'm like any, a human I virus. Maybe, I could probably just read his books all the time. I'm innocuous enough where I don't kill them. you, but you still remember me. Innocuous. That's a good word. I like that. Word. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with an I. Oh that's rare. It is rare. Javon just oh got turned God. on. She's like, did he just really go for syntax? <laughs> she's like, she's like, I don't know a lot about lob. I know a lot about bird I love, lob. I love voc- vocabulary and words. 
Yeah, it's no, she does too. That's I the do. Thing. The thing about Jason that's awesome, and I'm so mad. The one thing I'm upset about him not being on Facebook anymore is every time someone take a picture of a spider, you could tag him and Domi, who's um, Corey's lovely wife, and they would duke it out like what genus of spider it was. Well, there's no duke it out. She knows her shit. <laughs> I would just be like, because if I didn't know something, I would just ask her. She's that was amazing when I first met. I'm like, there's no way. I met someone else that likes bugs. Jason was literally you, you in, guys, in awe of her when yeah, he first yeah. when he first no, met. He pulled me aside. They're kindred spirits. They talk about like biology stuff. He, like he was like, she yeah. knows more about wandering orb <laughs> spiders than I do. Orb like, spiders don't wander. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. But it's interesting. You know a little bit to know that certain spiders do wander, and you do classify them as that. It's weird that you know that, dude. Oh, I love, dude, I actually I think that's a, Benny's talent is knowing like a little bit well, of everything mom, just enough to convince people yeah. to my do mom, stuff. My mom, Otherwise known as fucking this. weird. I had, I had a bug collection <laughs> in, a, um, in a chocolate box in second grade. My mom would help me suffocate them, which was a very weird bonding experience between my mom and I. And we would find like field spiders and like daddy long legs and all kinds mm. of crazy stuff. And she would help me perfectly mount them. My mom's a fucking weird oh, yeah, person. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, and, I would give them to like my teacher, be like, and they would think they were getting a chocolate, and they opened it up, and we had like these giant spiders, <laughs> corn spiders from yeah. Wisconsin. I never that were still kind of moving a little bit because, like, you know, they they still do that for a few days after. I don't like killing them. I let them roam around. I mean, I don't tell my girlfriend because whenever she sees Jason, gotta run in. I'm like, listen, <laughs> it's a house centipede. You don't want to kill the damn thing. Yeah, oh my god. Breed. But you want that thing? They're the scariest looking motherfuckers. They they're are so scary looking. They're completely frightening looking, but. They're the best thing ever. They're, they're like the you ever you ever see uh what was it? They uh, do. They labyrinth. eat other bugs labyrinth? or something, right? You yeah, ever see labyrinth? labyrinth? Like, yeah. oh no, the cleaners! Ah, and the fucking thing comes down the tunnel, <laughs> killing everything in its path. That's those are those bugs. They're the cleaners, yeah. man. They will kill every other bug that would have anything that would annoy you. So all you have to do is deal with them running across the floor at a million miles an hour, looking scary. They'll never crawl on you. They'll never bite you. They don't give a shit about you. They're killing everything else. They yeah. will give a shit about you. Don't huh. kill house centipedes. Yeah, no, we, we have a pretty. That's, don't a, kill that's a good message. And for there you go. Now you're never going to get an endorsement from Orkin. Fuck Save those. the centipedes. Kill bugs. <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> yeah, no, no. As Domi and I have a pretty like uh, open house policy towards beneficial bugs. pests. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, like, no bugs. We we kill the shit out of like anything that's like will be bad. But we have spiders. I have a spider living in the corner of my studio. He's cool. He's fine. She, sorry, uh, she. They're she's. The, if they make a web, they're a she. I forgot. Yes, most I, of the I time know, they're I should she. know that. Yeah. Yes. The ones running across your desk, those are he's. But let me tell you, most of the time you see any insect, it's a she. Every time I see a spider, I immediately just do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're scary looking, I will You're say. You're 12. But... <laughs> Look at a firecracker. Did you just, fi did you just figure I that out? Seven, I put it in like, a seven-up can. <laughs> Jason, you're actually equal equal level of like you know intelligence and for like we're we're like you would not expect Jason to be as learned as he is because he's a drummer. I mean, I don't hold it against you. Yeah, no, but, like, I'm, I'm I feel like all most drummers that I've met are like very well, Adam like, reads too. Studious. So like, I mean, yeah, Adam Gilbert's a smart guy. We got to give it to him as well. But I'm I'm constantly amazed by Jason's first off his vernacular. He always wields. He's a wordsmith. I grew and, up with I grew up with people like I grew up like uh, from like fourth grade on past high school with all all my friends were like the eight and I wasn't in those the AP classes but all my friends were the AP class kids and they, we all played Dungeons and Dragons together there was like nine of them 
There's nine of us or so. <laughs> and that's amazing. I, that's that's how I grew kids. up. Thousands of hours with my friends who I was the stupidest one. I was like the most... <laughs> Imbecilic of all of them. Imbecilic. I just made up a word. It's a, a, a great fucking word, dude. Yeah, like, that is a great word. Yeah, but he could have used yeah. dullard. He could have been a dullard. dullard I love dullard. That's how. That's how. <laughs> Dullard's good. I like it. Yeah. So I learned a lot. Necessary letter, Jason. I learned so much stuff from those guys. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even need to go to school no more. <laughs> I love living in Boston. By the way, I just want to say. Boston is, is one of my favorite places in the world. Is I, I know I, I tour all over everywhere. At Boston, coming back and listening to people speak in Boston. It's a, it, an it amazing never, accent. No, I love it. Get boring to me. No more is my favorite thing. I, I use it all. Dude, I don't even like that show. No more. No. <laughs> oh my god, it's my favorite fucking thing. I gotta tell you this one story. I'm sorry, this is such a tangent, but no, no it's great. great. Please, this is Quincy. Awesome. He's twenty twenty us. Quincy is, is uh, you know, the Boston, bad. the Boston accents in Quincy are thick. And that's where I grew up. I, I love it. It has its and own I, sect in yeah, Quincy. For, it's like specifically Quincy. Oh, yeah. I, in fucking Wally, dude. So, Wall, like Wally in particular. C Street. I, I dated this, ja- I dated this uh, uh, Japanese girl for, you know, uh, I don't know, a few years. Well, she's and, from Wally, obviously. No, 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 no. She's from England. But uh, so <laughs> going out to the bars all the time, you meet people there. Uh, I know uh, Japanese girls, Eng- English accent. I was psyched. So, uh, they, uh, so is that a porn somewhere? I can check it out later. I don't know. So, uh, uh, you know, you meet a lot of people going out to bars and stuff all the time. You know me, I'm a bar fly and, uh, you end up drink, drinking with everyone. And so I go away on tour for a couple months or whatever. And I come back and I, I'm the first day I'm home. I'm like, ah, Quincy, I love it here. <laughs> and I go to Dunkin' Donuts, which is like, you know, any way I walk in any direction, two seconds right. in Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> totally. well, the first Dunkin' Donuts ever was from Quincy. Quincy, you know Dunkin' that? Donuts, that's who you need as a sponsor, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' yeah. Donuts, yeah. Dunkin coffee ever. Well, the first Dunkin' Donuts ever any from coffee. Quincy, Massachusetts. That's Starbucks tastes brew. like Bette Midler's piss. <laughs> <laughs> but when did you try <laughs> Bette Midler's right. piss, Jason? Disgusting. So... Uh, <laughs> So, so I walk into this Dunkin' Donuts and there's this guy standing there that I, I don't know his name, but I know because I've done a million shots with him at the Irish pub. There's no even, yes. there's yes, no even there's name for the bar. The, the name of the, the bar Irish, is the Irish, Irish pub. pub. It's what it's actually called. And it's this old neon sign. It's, it's, I love the fucking place. It's great. The IP, dude. So I, I get in there. There's this guy standing in front of me waiting for coffee is the line. And he turns around. He's like, yo, dude, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I don't want to say, I'm like, hey, what's up, guy? And I was like, God. he's like, dude, how's the fucking music thing going? You just get back from tour? I'm like, yeah. It's not cool. Uh, still fucking dating that Chinese chick or what? <laughs> what am I, what am I going to say? That's no, so what, innocent, so what I, that is such an innocent question from a Bostonian, yeah, too. I know. That's like, so like, like a genuine, like, yeah. I'm like, do I correct him and be like, no, I, actually, she's from Japan, but she lives in England. No, so I was like, yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> that's my story and then i ordered my fucking deal mediumized coffee with just some milk yeah. my favorite that's my favorite thing about like like the real bostonian like i don't even know what it is species mm-hmm. uh <laughs> species. I, I love I it i have here. so many friends that are uh they're all tradesmen and th- those oh that's, yeah when, when people think of like bo- the boston accent it's tradesmen it's plumbers carpenters carpenters plumbers jesse fugai the, the fucking it's fucking not just guy trades, it's not just tradesmen though have you heard our mayor speak 
That's true. But but the thing is, they're the nicest people in the world. And but their approach to everything would be considered offensive if you didn't would actually you know that it's, it's, so, it's so in it. No, but it's so Gruff. innocent. Yeah. 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 It doesn't mean anything. No, but it's authentic. Yeah, it I love mean that. Anything. It's like, you don't know, everyone's so honest. It is. It's just, a, you know, it's good, hardworking people with crazy accents that bust <laughs> balls. But I tell everyone, don't take me serious ever because I just, yeah. I, I just, I talk like I talk with a bunch of my friends all the time, that I, you know, living in Quincy and Boston and I bust balls just naturally and I don't really mean anything by it. If you know That's- me, you know, I'm a nice guy and I don't really, you know, I'm not going to punch you in the face because you said something dumb. There's a culture in this area and I think that it- it's actually a really important culture, the, the ball busting culture. Mm. Uh, I love it. I it, think it's it amazing. Keeps, Especially it keeps, these keep, days. But it keeps people like honest. Like it, it doesn't let. Well, you go out to California it. and everybody's like, "Yeah, dude, let's hang out on Tuesday." You and then be Tuesday careful. never fucking comes, yeah. dude. Yeah. And Boston, no, they're like, totally "You fucking agree. smell, motherfucker! Totally I don't want to hang that's, out that's, with you." That's that's uh, you know that's something about Stop, tour. Dude. That's that's a thing. Sometimes you gotta gotta. Bet Midler's piss. Bet Midler's fucking piss. But. Fucking guy, if you ain't drinking Dunkin', I don't even fucking trust you, bro. <laughs> right. you fucking Thanks, suck. Donkey. Give my fucking dunks. Yeah. God uh, fucking damn it. Something French about those fucking eggs. French those vanilla. eggs, eh? If, if Dude, crockify it. If, yeah, if you don't have friends that, like, give you shit for wearing, like, tight pants on stage or, like... Or, or, or anything. Do, or doing anything. Like, or doing anything ever. <laughs> nothing. You can't do anything Playing without getting bass. your balls busted constantly Playing by bass. someone you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Dude, it, I think it keeps it, life it, interesting. It keeps you on your fucking toes. It's the most. It's the most honest. Like He's your fucking toes, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If I love people it. aren't shit, if people aren't shitting on me, I don't know what to do with myself. It's uh, like those are my my real friends make me feel like shit, and that's like really important to me. Well, that's what, as a producer, <laughs> that's extremely important. That's why you're such a great mixing engineer because literally everyone shits on you. So you're like, this is the best I can do. Bullshit. <laughs> I think uh, you know it's funny. We go back to like you know joining all the remains and stuff. I think uh, you know they had a million drummers playing that were good, great drummers and stuff like that, and good people. I think I just fit in a little bit more because I was from Massachusetts. And uh, yeah. when you're touring and stuff like that, uh, you know, um, you got to you gotta kind of watch what you say. Everyone from, you know, you go to different countries, Japan or England sure. or Europe or anywhere else. Sometimes if you're from Boston and you talk a certain way, uh, then you got to watch it because not everyone gets sarcasm. When you, do, when you do it, you deadpan it. That's the thing that Bostonians do. Yeah, you deadpan, yep. and you're not even doing it on purpose. You're not like, I'm going to deadpan the sarcasm to bust this guy. No. Well, you just kind of just naturally do it. Nah, you just yeah. speak sarcasm. People just think, dude, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck did that guy just say? Like, you know, they, they, you can see them look like, what's happening now? Are we going to get into a fight? Is this going to be some sort of confrontation? <laughs> and you're going to be like, no, no, dude, I'm just, just fucking around. Let me get you a shot. I'm you know? just like, from Boston, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is just my uh, yeah. face. Yeah, so I think, I, I think I've actually would... had to say that uh, uh, yeah. quite a few times in my life. Like, oh, no, 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 I'm not serious. Sorry, sorry. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just busting balls. <laughs> I would love to get a podcast going with uh, Jason and, and Richard Shaw. I think that I, oh, think, yeah. you, I think you two would For be sure. hilarious. The between, be, the between, the, between the tour stories and just like the fact that you guys, uh, you know, he's in Cradle of Filth and, and you guys have like that kind of shared experience, but also his, um, his demeanor and his, his sense of humor. I think that's a British thing though, because I was going to say like, I grew up with a Scottish mother, you know, and m- most of my family's from Scotland and that kind Scotland's of awesome. like- that, Yeah. Such that good kind of ale. deadpan, like, like, like cynical, sarcastic. 
Yeah, it's, it, it's very Sponsor. similar. Like that's what I love about Boston is it does kind of remind me. It does kind of remind me of like the Scottish way. You know, everyone's so like sarcastic and like always yeah. like Kill making funny, and that's just like how it is. Yeah. 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 That's 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 the fun part is that you you don't take anything seriously, right? And uh, and no, you make you fun of everyone, everyone. Yep, like, literally equal, everyone. It's, it's the definition of equality. That's why Family <laughs> Family Guy is sort of based Massachusetts wise. They yes, never really say it. Yeah, we right. hate everybody equally here. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's very very Bostonian way of you know that the right. Family Guy is perfect. They bust everyone's balls and it you know borderline inappropriate or sometimes actually inappropriate. But uh, you know it's, it's just the way it is. It's yeah, it's kind of funny. It's just a communication type of thing, you know. So yeah, it, you don't like me, don't talk people. to me. <laughs> yeah, just oh, like yeah, like a, like a, like a band you don't like. Don't listen to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to us. But no one gets that nowadays. Now it's now it's like, well, why don't you like me? <laughs> yeah, no, or or I don't oh, like boy. you because of this. Yeah, I've got 17 reasons that stem back from when I was five years old. When I was well, on you know, a, you know what gets I was me on a Ferris is, wheel and I got stuck at the top the and I couldn't get on. my drink. You know what makes me want to stick a fucking thing through my eyes when someone starts a conversation and says, well, you didn't like my picture. And I'm just like, but, and then I just want to fucking oh. blow my own head Who's, off because who says social, that? social media kind no, of drives no, no, social, But so many people take it so seriously. Who says that? Everyone. Why did, have you seen my story? Did you see my fucking video? Did you? No. I fucking you know, hate myself. I only post because I'm insecure. You think I take selfies as a 37-year-old man because I want to? No. I can fucking post to feel alive. And if you guys don't fucking give me 60 or more likes, I'll probably delete it because I can't even fucking stand to think that I've made such a low bar, even for myself, even knowing I had great photographers take great pictures of what I thought was awesome. But in fact, no one loves me enough even to give me the little fucking heart. He's I love that your inner, your your whole like your whole outlook on life is interchangeable with like a sixteen year old girl. Do you know what ruined me for social media? Someone I forget it was one of my friends was like, "Dude, can you imagine? Can you imagine?" And of course, we were like at a bar, like, can you imagine, like picture Facebook or Instagram, and like every picture that someone has on their on their page is you walk into their house and those are the pictures that are on their house. <laughs> And I immediately thought of like three people that I know. I'm like, motherfucker. Really? You're that much of an asshole. Really? I like immediately thought, I, I really want to say his name, but I can't. There's this one person I'm like, oh my God, what a narcissistic piece of shit. That's a really good picture. That's you Those are the pictures that they have yeah. hanging around their house. Like that's their house. Yeah. That's it's all a really pictures good of them. Wow! I, I would picture me and Mike Patton. I, yeah. Is that is that narcissistic? Like it's in my studio. I feel like no, I, no, I, there, I am narcissistic. No, but imagine some people difference. where their yeah their right, whole feed is just okay. like selfies. Yeah. Could you, you imagine like you walking into someone's house himself and, for like no other reason? They're not with Nelson yeah. Mandela or some shit. They're oh yeah, just like having a good like, day. No, no, like no, no, this no, fucking angle and that fucking angle. Oh yeah, that's fucking insanity. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but then it's like every day is 17 different posts of you doing 17 different things. Like, I don't, you know, like you're hanging. Oh, this is my new ceiling fan. Fucking awesome. <laughs> cool. I hate Facebook. I'm out of here. Sorry, I just ruined your Facebook sponsorship. No, it's fine. I, we're I we're sponsored by MySpace anyway and Friendster. So Yay, MySpace, Friendster. I never I'm, was on MySpace or Friendster. I should have probably did that. I'm having like this weird image of like Jason's Instagram page being him posting selfies for like... <laughs> 
Hold on a second, though. Oh, wait. Oh, wait a minute. No, I wait used to get I wait. used to get Jason, so much shit for Instagram. J- Jason <laughs> used to wait. Jason just said he was never on MySpace. So wait, who was the guy that was in my top ten then? Because I definitely had Jason Costa in my top ten on MySpace. You know, okay. there's like seventeen more Jason Costas that actually <laughs> live in and around Quincy, and one is a drummer, <laughs> and the other is the singer from uh, Byzantine, right? The singer from Byzantine is Jason Costa. Jay oh Costa, God. that will be done, isn't it? That, yeah, yeah. Sorry, not Byzantine then. Maybe it's I will be that done. That will be yeah. done. I, I love that guy. You want we to, hang so, out like, Jason Costa, what's up, Jay Costa? What's up? So <laughs> fucking with both musicians. It's the weirdest funny, thing. Funny story. So uh, that will be done. Weird ass story. Uh, I auditioned for them. Uh, like, no way, way, way fucking back when. We're in that band uh, now. That's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, no, a, a kid, a, a kid, Kurt, their other guitarist, I went to high school with him and we played in a bunch of bands in the same scene. And uh, Rob Gill, Who's a phenomenal guitarist? Rob, that name, that name Rob, rings, rings a bell. Rob, so he, Rob, he's he now on tour with a bunch of people. Like he's actually he? Sammy Hagar's uh, guitar tech. He used to work at Longview Farm Studios. I believe he's, it. I've I've never met the guy, but he wrote uh, a majority of their kind of debut. Rob Gill's EP. amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it was phenomenal. And so, uh, but he didn't want to tour with them. I guess at the time. Uh, so they were looking for He's guitarists. doing like front of house for Adele, by the way. Like he tours like the world, like doing like front of house huh. for like stadiums. That's awesome. I believe right. it. He's insanely good. He's one of those guys that I never met, but I have immense respect for um, because, you know, I got I got the CD, the demo of his riffs. And I was like, I feel fucking My first show ever was with his band, Any Hostility, at the, the fucking Espresso Bar in Worcester in 1997. Uh, Any, Any Hostility, he played a Rivera amp. And he was so happy that I remembered that because he was like, that was one of my, fr- well, I played Rivera back then. And he actually was working at Longview Farm Studios where I recorded with the band Carve. And I had a PRS Dragon. And to this day, he's still like, you know what, dude? I feel like I made it when I go and set up for like a Dell, but like, I don't have a PRS Dragon. And he still <laughs> gives me, he still gives me shit. Like he's like, you know, bringing me backstage at Sammy Hagar, but he's still like, remember that PRS Dragon you had? Man, but, you ever played you ever play um, the space in Worcester? Oh my, the space, yes. The space. Oh my God, who was the creepy old dude that used to run the space? Was that it was Lloyd? Space. Was it Lloyd? Was it Lloyd? Was it Lloyd? Was it Lloyd? He... I feel like it could have been Lloyd, dude. Because Lloyd, Lloyd, owned, Lloyd owned another venue in Worcester. Um, it was right across from the Denholm building in, uh, uh, on yeah. Main Street. Yes, because I used to uh, wheel shit into that building because he didn't have bands. The space had a shit, a real shitty loaded. <laughs> no, no, because honestly, because I feel like every town, like back in the, see, here's the thing is you could have had a scene back in the day. Worcester had a scene and there was always that creepy guy that used Worcester to, always had a scene, they, yeah. but, but, but I'm saying, but there's towns everywhere in the country at one point in the nineties where they yeah. had the Lloyds of the world that would have, um, they would rent PA systems and they'd turn other places into makeshift clubs and sure. they would have yep. bands du jour. Thank and God they did bands. that. I wish there was more of that now. There aren't even bands yeah. around. Like, that's the thing is, it's crazy because, you know, back in the day, you could go see, like, when Diecast was playing, you could go on a Thursday night to Jared's place. I say that place in North Attleboro. And there would be people Attleboro, there. Attleboro, not North Attleboro. Attleboro. Just, and there'd be people there on a Thursday night just fucking because they're like, there's a band playing. I like rock and roll and I drink alcohol. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and because there wasn't that social media and there was bands and there were good bands. Even when they did like those competitions like Local Bazooka, there was good rosters where you would actually see other local bands. Local Bazooka, be like, I forgot those, about that. Those guys are good. Now, like if I see a local band, I mean, I don't even go to local bands. I'm such an elitist anyway. But like when I see a band that I even think is good now, I'm like, holy shit, somebody practiced. But like back in the day, every band was good. You understood why they brought people yeah. to shows. But now, every now band wasn't di- good. 
Every band was not good. I was just going to say that. Every, <laughs> yeah. like, dude, I was in so many bands that weren't good. But there was a <laughs> yeah, lot of there so was many. a lot of bands, even talking about Jared's place there. That was a place where I like those guys like that, that killed your guitar. Yes, so we, oh we my told gosh, my, my, my guitar smashing. But that was the venue. But to be fair, Jared's place was the one place that illegally allowed me to play in front of tons of people when I was underage. Like, I you love too. that place. Thank you. I, uh, you know, I got to play. So Morgan's Cove of, did. I did that in Worcester. Yeah. You know, get these places that let me, at, when I was 14, 15 years old, tr- dreaming to be a rock star, got to play in front of these crowds because for some reason it was crowds back then, and mm-hmm. two, 300 people. That's how I cut my teeth. Right? That's why, that's why, like I was talking earlier, and I think it was the previous podcast, the previous podcast where I said that, that I didn't really have stage fright until I went to a, a gig that I had to like cram for and like, it wasn't really familiar with the music, but I've been playing in front of drunk assholes since I was 14 because of <laughs> yeah. place, because of places like Jared's place that like, oh no, whatever, you're underage. Just, we're going to put some X's on your hand. Don't drink that much (laughs) but yeah i think that like the the scene back then was weird um we have a friend joel uh who was in drop 360 and joel hawkins drop 360 i remember yeah and that that was a band that was a band that that let a band like mine at the time open for them or or at least get us into those venues where we were able to get in front of like this this crowd of people that went out on the weekends to hear live music. Mine was Gangsta Bitch Barbie, and I'm still friends with Jim Foster. Yeah. Gangsta Null Bitch set. Barbie. Null set, Gangsta Bitch yeah. Barbie. I used to play with Candy Striper Death Orgy. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that is a name. Phenomenal <laughs> no, my, you know, my favorite name ever, and tell me if you remember this, uh, Jason, was the, was the Sweatpant Boners. That one's oh, good. Yeah. That's yeah. Ken Susie, right? It was Ken yeah, Susie. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I like feces pieces. <laughs> <laughs> That's a um, real, wow. do you, do real remember, fucking band. I'm not joking. Go look you, it up. Do, hold on. Do you remember um, Rob? Um, my buddy Rob, uh, he used to do commentary for the Red Sox at a band called Full Blown AIDS. Yeah. To, yeah. Impotent Sea Snakes. <laughs> that was another one. That, and they actually were, yeah, no joke, that band was actually kind of like a, you know, a thing for all. They were actually getting big, the Impotent Sea <laughs> and, and Sexploitation. <laughs> oh, my God. Not even joking. These old Boston bands. Wow. Remember That's Wargasm? Phenomenal. I Wargasm. remember Wargasm. Yeah. Dude, no, yeah. Paul, Paul was in Wargasm. Paul yeah. Lorenzo. Yeah. That was the first local Lorenzo. band I like, fell in love with. Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Oh, my God. I did it with Michael Mooney. Lorenzo. Michael Mooney was in Wargasm. <laughs> oh, my God. From T-Town. Time. I remember that uh, that uh, that drummer took lessons from the same guy I was taking lessons from. Was it Dick Bar- Barry, Sp- Barry Spielberg. No, no, no. no. John, John Hargan. There was two drum teachers in this area that everyone took lessons from. It was either it was either uh, John Hargan or Dave De- uh, Dick uh, uh, Dick Desenzo. and Dick Desenzo owned the drum shop on the corner mm-hmm. there in, in Quincy Center and with the big sign. Legendary, legendary. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and his, and his uh, son Dave is a great drummer. Dave is ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I would take, I was trying to get in touch with Dave because I wanted to take some lessons from him like last year. Even I want to tighten up on a few things. I know. Hold on, he, kid, take a moment. Kids, this is one of the best metal drummers in the world. And he just said he still wants to take lessons. Which, you can learn from anyone. No, I know you can. Yeah, can learn a lot we from know from him, this, but yeah. one of the, the messages of our show is that we talk we, about this all the time. We, yeah. love, we love when we hear people uh, be humble. Um, and, and talk about how they learn or how, oh, like, yeah. da- how Dave uh, from Pearl Jam only got paid $400 uh, a month each as a bandmate when they were at their prime because they were just trying to st- keep money from the pay the label back. And yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, amazing to hear stuff, you know, 
taking lessons, like how people lived, not even like not getting a record contract until this or that. So it's it's awesome to hear that sure. you still because Dick Desenzo in in this area. Dick Desenzo was the last lessons I I took actually, and that was about five years ago. Big deal. I was I I got some bad. Almost habits. as big deal as Buddy Guy. I mean Buddy Rich. Yeah. <laughs> I got some bad habits from touring and stuff and uh, you know, it happens. Um, and I needed to redo my left, the way I play with my left hand, I play traditional grip. So it's not usually meant for metal. So I had to bastardize the grip and I had to, I had to relearn uh, a couple things and like how to, how to use this, uh, use my um, uh, index finger as a, as a trigger for bouncing and stuff. And I, mm -hmm. I just, for some reason, just couldn't really <laughs> remember the positioning and stuff like that. So, <laughs> And instead of like, you know, I could watch videos and stuff like that, but I like, you know, I'm old. So I want to go to someone and Dick Desenzo yeah. is an older guy and he's fantastic. Uh, he's not around anymore. Uh, he taught a billion awesome drummers. So I went to him and he tightened me up. He, he, That's he, awesome. He gave me a what for. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was, that was a few, I took like three or four lessons from him just to, you know, get it, get it going again, learn some different hand positions and how to do certain things and to just get it. So like, uh, cause I felt like maybe I wasn't getting tendonitis, but I could feel a little tight. Yeah. And tension. That's, you're in yeah. a danger zone at that point. Yeah. You're, you're not doing something right. And so I want to make sure that, uh, you know, technique isn't just to fucking play wicked fast or to play, you know, to technique is, is to help you express yourself and also keep yourself safe at the same time. Yeah. Uh, otherwise you see, will yeah. blow your career with a bad yeah. bag. So many awesome drummers I've met in my life. I'm not going to name anyone, but they have so many troubles. They've got massive amounts of tendonitis. They got to have massages before and after they play uh, shows and stuff like that. It's, it's really sad because their technique, they, no one ever taught them and it's not their fault. They're even some guys who are fantastic drummers, uh, you have no idea the pain that they're in sometimes. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you're smashing things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A lot of impact. Yeah. 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 And now I don't know what we were talking about because that was a tangent and I'm sorry. No, that was, that <laughs> oh, was we were a talking about I'm getting a contact high from Benny. It's wafting underneath. No, we're just slamming blunts over there. We are. We're coming up. We're coming up on the uh, the final stretch here. Well, we could do we could do it a little bit extra uh, long because I mean I know Jason <laughs> likes to stick it in just a little bit harder. I mean, I just I mean it's just his style, isn't it? Yeah, you know. Sometimes I can Maybe be extreme. he just wants to hang out, have some beers, you know, off <laughs> yeah, beer. Right. You never know. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, first off, I want to say thank you so much to Jason because, like, I, I, to see him at my front door, like, I was so – I was excited because I haven't seen other human beings. Sure. It's so fucking long. Oh, that, I'm like, glad you guys – I'm glad you're doing this. I, you know, I called you randomly the other day to say, you know, that uh, the, your, your new album I liked a lot. So, you know, I just thought I'd give you a call. LostSiphony.com. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell you that everything, everything sounds great. Quote, hold on. Jason, we need a quote for yeah, our, did, our, our. Did you listen to the record? Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, I listened to the CD. I put it in my my car. Still, had, for some reason, I drive a fucking Chrysler 300, which isn't a Maybach or anything like that. But I know it's still it's, on my ring. It still has a it still has a CD player in it. So Someone's I, I was like, your fucking it came right to now. my came to my my place where I live, and I'm like, it's a CD. I'll put it in my car. <laughs> and then right after I listened to it, I called Benny. Do you know what's funny is that the last CD I bought was the All That Remains CD, and I just took it out today because I, it's sitting on the chair right next to you because I thought maybe he'll sign it or something. But uh, <laughs> I haven't. That's the only CD in my car. Uh -huh. Was I, it was the last time I bought an actual record was when you guys came out with your last record. I would and, still, if I could go to still go to stores and buy you know people's albums, I would. But it just doesn't yeah. really. You know, yeah. Doesn't do, it would have been like Best Buy, and it's so sad. You go to Best Buy now, and you're there, and you're looking for like you know whatever band, pick whatever band you're that you know that you went on tour with, and you're like, what if the new albums here? And it's just like, 
I don't know. I don't know what it feel like. It just looks like <laughs> it looks like a, a corn, like a corn, like a cob of corn that's been eaten already. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Three measly pieces hanging on by threads. <laughs> so what, uh, what did you think of the record, though? Did you did you listen through it? Did you have it was kind of like it was kind of like the corn that's been eaten. Can, can you, no, yeah, no. you shit, can you shit on as a Bostonian? Can you shit didn't on get, it, please, a little bit? It didn't get digested very well. It digested. Uh, well. <laughs> no, no, it was great actually. And one of the things I was saying the the production on it, it's got to be like. A, and I don't know my ass or my elbow because I'm not uh, as far as production and engineering and stuff goes. But I, well, I do know man, when you have nine million fucking instruments playing, it's got to be hard <laughs> to get it to sound good. It sounds good. You can hear everything going, and that's 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 not that's not. I know that's not easy. Our PR people hate. That's this a huge quote. compliment. That is hard to do. <laughs> Our PR yeah. people are like, we don't want to talk about mixing and mastering. We want to talk yeah. about about how good the music is. That's what Dave Aberziz is. Uh, oh. I said it wrong. Dave Aberziz. Said well, too. He was like, obviously, like, the, the, the production and the and the quality and the mixing Wait, was this great. Is, yeah, this is a repeat compliment. Dude. Yeah, a lot of people well, have said that. Okay, well, sorry. I need, but, I need a variant. Well, let me let me let me explain. Tell then. me something else you like about us, Jason. Let okay, him talk. He's obviously, the talent and the playing on it is fucking phenomenal. That's retarded to fucking <laughs> even bring that up. You have the best retarded. players in the world on the fucking album. Of course it is. I was trying to. Give you a compliment to somewhere it would, I thought it would mean something. But I'm like, oh, Marty Friedman did a great job. Yeah, well, no fucking shit, Marty Friedman did a great job. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> throw his guitar to a corner, and somehow it would sound awesome. It would harmonize perfectly. You know? That's the one I want to use, I was trying man. to give you a compliment, Benny, like it, the way it came out and was mixed and sounds and everything. You know, it, it came out great. It sounds great. Thank you. Thank I know you. you're that just That is a great compliment. Thank you. Ben, ben did you play... Um, uh, leave well enough alone for Jason. He has not heard the mixed version of it because, uh, to my knowledge, Jason has not really acknowledged our existence other than signing a contract and saying good job as we took shots of Crown Royal. That was wrong. Well, a after our after our set here, you should let him check it out. Well, yeah, uh, you should. should send it to him because I think he likes you more than me. <laughs> I'll, pl I'll play it for him, Jason. If you if you if you don't mind, he I does love to date, play you. He does date someone that knows about entomology. <laughs> entomology. I, I don't blame. Listen, Domi is unbelievable, and oh, she's fantastic. For, for a I know they they know exactly when it's the end of the episode. They did the same thing last time. They're oh. like, oh, mommy's almost done. Intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> no, but Jason, I think that uh, your contributions to the project have been far beyond just playing drums because you you brought ollie to us so that's that's the biggest thing that could have happened and um i knew he'd love it yeah and and we love you we love hanging out with you we love the fact that you we came out and you're you, you're you're our first kind of in-person guest we've had which I love is great you guys. but uh so no, this i think is so fun i wish we all lived closer yeah i know right i think although that'd be dangerous that this is yes. This has gone by so fast. We're gonna have to schedule something else soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, this actually went by wicked fast. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how much more tolerable I am from a room over, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear no. you screaming at the top of your lungs over there. <laughs> it's so now, and this is why I have to scream. I understand now. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Uh, thank you, Jason. Man. It's a Thank pleasure. Thank you so much. No, and, this is um, so fun. I can't. Oh, this I is a blast, actually. Yeah, I'm jealous of Ben, but I can't wait to do a shot with you again soon. Uh, sure, sure. I will I'll, get, I'll get my liver well back in working order. I, we <laughs> yeah. are going to play you the song because so that everyone knows that was the song that was the archetype for everybody 
um, when we sent it out um, to all the other famous people that played on this record, <laughs> thanks to Ollie and thanks to Jason. Um, but this was the song that everyone was like, oh my God, that's bananas. Jason Sukoff, for example, who worked with you guys, you know, early on. Was I like, like Jason Sukoff. Talk about a guy with ADD. He, he, yeah, he was like, out this of is control. the closest thing to Cacophony. I've heard it forever. This is crazy. And this was before we even had Ollie. And it was a song that you played on. And the first thing that Peter Morticelli from Metal Blade Records said you know, to us. I never up. saw anyone smoke out of a volcano before him. I was <laughs> yeah, like, what dude, is that he, thing he that looks like He wheels himself a- around and he fucking gives it, puts the volcano down. I was like, what? Are, you're smoking out of a hot air balloon. What is that thing? And he's like, come try it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Dude, I was there when August Burns <laughs> nope. Red was recording, and those guys are like straight edge. And it was just yeah. like, you can't, you can't smoke around them. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Great dudes, though. Yeah, good. They're a good band. I was sometimes, just like, but why do you They get a little bit of a, of like a, a rapper of like being sticks in the mud or whatever. Nicest guys in Fantad. That drummer is fucking awesome. Well, I mean, there's no yeah. question of their talent. Yeah. But but that said, thank you so much, Jason, for coming on, and we do lo- we do thank love you, you. and thank you for like breaking. Uh, you know, it was so nice to see you at the door, and you know, uh, we wish you you know success, and we are so thankful Thanks. that you brought us Ollie. And I will play you "Leave Well Enough Alone" because what I was getting at was that's the song we sent to everybody, and even without anybody else, the first question Peter Morticelli asked us was, are, "Is this real drums?" And the answer <laughs> is no. It's 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 just the space alien that is Jason Costa and, <laughs> and, and he played it on a 24 inch kick drum, which I remember quote unquote, and this is something you would say, you, you said it was like running on, uh, in, in wet sand on the beach. I think it was, I think it was a, a slug covered in salt going uphill, watching the McNeil lever report. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause, cause you played it on a 24 inch kick drum. You're like, this was not meant for blast beats. No, no, no. It's not meant for it. Kick 24s are tough to move. They are. Yeah, man. But you killed it. You killed it. And, and it's going to be on Chapter 2, which we are announcing. It's going to be out in September. So stay tuned for that. And thank you, Jason, so much. And you've been 2020-2020-D.com. Thank you so much. And check out All That Remains. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast.